What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender, Adam Ronis here, courtesy of Fantasy Alarm on the Sawdust Podcast Network, Pandora, Stitcher, SXM app. You're hearing us from wherever you're hearing us, but as long as you're hearing us, what's up, Adam? How you doing? Uh, doing well. I just another day doing drafts, best ball drafts, and uh, getting more miserable watching the Mets play. <laughs> Um, you know, I don't, I'm, I, that's an uncomfortable laugh only because I have Carrasco, right? And I started him and, you know, and all of a sudden he's not doing well. Well, and that bums here, me out. Here's the thing. All right. So what? Give, me, give me the excuse. No, no excuse. I pre, this is just how bad the Mets are, how they can't get a fucking thing right right now. I was pre-recording the alarm after hours today with Jen Piacente and I said, Oh, I, I was like, damn, storms are coming here now. It was getting dark. She's like, and I was like, oh, Mets are probably going to start in a delay. And she's like, oh, take them out of DFS. I'm like, oh, let me check the forecast. I'm like, no, there's a window here. I'm like, it's 90% at 70, 7 p.m. Uh, then it was like down to, I think, 70% in the 8 p.m. hour and 50% at 9. So I'm like, they're going to play. There's a window. Why the fuck did the Mets start the game? Did they not have the forecast? I fucking told her. I'm like. And I see they're playing. I'm like, what are they doing? What happens? They play the first inning. Even when the Mets scored the run, it was fucking boring. One batter in the second, rain delay. So what's now? You're not going to bring Carrasco back, probably coming off an injury, right? If this rain delay is longer than an hour. What the fuck are you doing? They can't even get shit right right now, man. <laughs> see that? Let, you know what? Let this be a lesson to you and to all Met fans out there. Right. Oh, everybody's strutting their stuff about, no, our new ownership is, you know, got got the checkbook open and we got no concerns. We got no worries. Jacob DeGrom, he's throwing 100 miles an hour. He's amazing. Blah, 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 blah. That's all we heard. Now it's like, oh, shit. Now they can't get anything right. Now their training staff completely sucks. I mean, it's just you know what it is, dude? The Mets are the New York Jets of baseball. All right. Because every time you think something good's going to happen, the world shits all over them. And and you, in turn, for being a sucker for it year in, year out. No, look, I do think a lot of the problem over these years has been the Wilpons. The problem is that there's still residue left over from that regime that they're trying to get out of now. Because they don't have the prospects to make the trades that some of these other teams did. So that's the problem. Um, so it might take longer than we think. And look, they got off to a really good start. And a lot of it was a result of the division being poor. Um, I don't think the Mets were higher than, what, 10 games over 500? And it just things are catching up now. And the bottom line, though, is they can't hit. You know, they have just really struggled to score over the last two weeks. And that's the biggest problem. So they needed the ownership change. There should have been excitement. But obviously, it's going to take a little bit longer. And they're just going through a period right now where it's just abysmal, man. It's just, oh, man, it's just, it's tough to watch, man. It's, and the injuries are a factor. But, you know, a lot of those teams in the division have injuries, too. So, uh, I don't know, though. doesn't feel like they're going to turn this around. Uh, does not feel, and their schedule coming up the rest of the way is uh, isn't isn't that great either, is it? Well, the the schedule. Well, they got the Nationals here for three. Then they got the Giants and Dodgers for thirteen straight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is just absurd because the Giants have just not slowed down at all. 
I mean, I know the Dodgers could place Wookie bets on the aisle and Justin Turner is out with a groin issue, although they said he could be back Friday, but you know how that goes, you know, maybe he lands on the aisle, but really doesn't matter. Um, and those games are very important for the Dodgers. They're still trying to win that division. You don't want to be the wild card, but they do have 21 against the Nationals and Marlins. Does it fucking matter though? They can't beat those teams. They just lost three out of four to the Marlins. And uh, so it doesn't even matter at this point. So I just hope they turn it around because it was such a, they were in first place for three months. And then just in the blink of an eye, they're in third place. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, so now I'll just, you know, let them break my heart. And then uh, the Cowboys will be next. <laughs> what are you talking about? The Cowboys are the greatest team. Just ask Jim Bowden. He'll tell well, you. Well, Jim and I have different perspectives. I'm more of a realist. Jim is a, a cheerleader <laughs> for his teams. <laughs> I'm trying. Like, like that's that's the bet. Like, we got to figure out how to create that meme. How how Adam Rona sees the Cowboys and how Jim Bowden sees the Cowboys. And like split the screen. <laughs> oh shit. The images that are going through my head right now, absolutely fantastic. I'm wondering, do we treat it like a cartoon or do we treat it in like reality? <laughs> oh man. Are you all fired up for hard knocks? Jim's all fired up for hard knocks. I like hard knocks. We talked about it last week and you don't really like it. And then I talked about it with Jen and she was kind of more on your side where she's like, yeah, I'm excited for the Cowboys, but yeah, I really don't love it. So, um, but I've, I've always liked hard knocks and, you know, now being it that it's the Cowboys, yeah, it does get me a little bit more excited. And, you know, it's a, a little bit more of a glimpse inside your, your team. Piacenti, you know, that girl surprises me sometimes. I thought she'd be like full-blown, yes, Cowboys, hard knock. She's a fan, but she's not, I mean, you know, she's not like a Bowden fan or like Glenn Colton. Right, yeah. I mean, look, it's, you know, you want to believe in your team and support it, but you got to be realistic. You know, if my team is bad or oh. does something stupid, I'll shit on them. I have no problem with that. I'm realistic about things. Let's talk about worst fan bases in, in sports. Let's do that, right? Because Cowboys fans are certainly up there. Oh, stop. How are they up there? How are they bad? Oh, this whole all this nonsense about America's team and not being able to, like, look at this team, like, for, for who they are or what they are, for thinking every year that Jerry Jones is going to deliver. How about Jerry Jones? <laughs> I'll do anything for Super Bowl. And everybody's like, nom, 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 Just lapping that shit up. Lapping no, that shit up. There's Not people. to mention, let's face facts here also. Most Cowboys fans are frontrunners. See, that is the stupidest statement, bro. How can you say they're frontrunners when they haven't fucking won a Super Bowl since 96? Uh, because they just, uh, that's what happens. Their parents, some people, it's not just the front runners. Some people, you know, it is they, the people who, who were f huge front runners, uh, became Cowboys fans and stuff like that. Well, then you can't call them a kids. front runner anymore. If they've stuck with this team when they haven't won a Super Bowl in all that time, how are you a front runner? A front runner is someone who joins a team that just won and you would hop from team to team. So maybe you were a front runner for the Cowboys in the nineties. Once they start losing, if you're a front runner, you go to the Patriots. Well, see, so there you go. Cowboy, nobody's if you, nobody's if, going to the fucking Patriots. If you've been at, well, I'm saying when they were winning, but I'm saying like a front runner, you can't call like Cowboys fan now a front runner, especially if they've been a fan for 
10 plus years because they haven't been winning. So they're not well, running. Again, it's not just it's not just about swapping back and forth. It's like when you're when you're formulating your opinions of who you're who you're a fan of, right? At that that tender young age, you know, I'm gonna be a fan of this team. Why? Because look, they're winning. I'm not saying that like kids nowadays who are Cowboys fans, I can't say that they're front runners. They're kind of, you know, born into it whole thing. But like people who like people who grew up in the in the in the the, the mid to late 70s, people who grew up in the late 80s, people who grew up in the 90s, like if if they're not from Dallas and they're big Cowboys fans, i.e. I'm talking about like Michael Fabiano, Glenn Colton, like those guys, they they were picking front runners when they were growing up. Bowden. Uh, I don't know. I think that's if they've been a fan for this long, that means they've stuck with the team through some really down times, man. I mean, it has not been great to be a Cowboys fan over the last 20 plus years, man. They haven't they haven't won. They haven't got no Super Bowl. So that means that they've been there for a lot of down periods. So I don't think you could call them front runners because I'm saying they, they made their choice when they listen. Well, I don't the know fact that they stuck just, through how, it. OK, how do you fine. That? like, you know what everyone's situation was like. I've every, I know what, every Cowboys fan situation because they tell me every week. OK, they have so, to, they have to check in. So I have a what list. Was Glenn, what was Glenn Colton's? What do you mean? What was Glenn Colton's? He what was, was Cowboys fan? The- Yankees fan? Like, you know, when he was in the 70s, it, it was like the. The, the, you know, the Danny White uh, era for the Cowboys, like, you know, that, the Ed Too Tall Jones. Yeah, that's but you're, when Glenn, that's when Glenn Colton was growing up. Yeah, but you're free to root for anyone you want. You don't have to live in that city to root for a team. Like, what, what rule is that? The only reason that you're rooting for the Cowboys and you're not from Dallas is because they're winning. Nobody no, has nobody, again. nobody, nobody in the last 10 years woke up in some rando city and said, you know what? I'm going to be a Cowboys fan. I think again, everyone's situation is different. Like again, when I started rooting for the Cowboys, they weren't good. They were one in fifteen. So well, that's also because you're a little bit of a masochist, and we know that already. You like a little punishment. I love punishment. Hit See? me up on Twitter at Adam Ronis. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you got to tweet out the picture of you in the leather hood, man. That's my favorite. Okay, yeah, I'll find that one. Um, <laughs> Uh, like I said, thank goodness for fantasy sports and sports wagering because my teams have given me shit for like I, the last. So my last team to win a championship was the Cowboys in January of 96. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Mets were 86. The Rangers were 94. So I haven't seen shit. I haven't been able to go to a parade. Nothing, man. So thank goodness for these fantasy sports titles. And thank goodness I'm good at fantasy sports. Imagine I had no titles in fantasy sports, like a lot of people in this industry, and my fan and my real team sucked. Damn, it'd be miserable life. That would actually really be a miserable <laughs> life. It, it would. But now I'm wondering, like, what was what 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 was your your deal in your former life in in the past life where now you have to endure such pain, such heartache of being a Mets, Cowboys, Rangers. Um, I mean, you're not really a Knicks fan, though. No, right? I mean, I look, I root for the Knicks and Nets because they're yeah. local, but I don't identify with them. Like, I'm not heartbroken. I mean, I don't really, honestly, I don't get heartbroken anymore for my teams. I think, I don't know if it's maturity, getting older, fantasy sports. I don't know what it is. Like, 
I used to really take losses really hard. Like I, I think I've told you after the Mets lost to the Yankees in 2000, I was depressed mm-hmm. for like three weeks for real. Um, I had started at Newsday at that point and it was rough going into the office. Yankee fan. I just didn't want to be there. Like I was legitimately depressed. I don't think that would happen nowadays. Um, again, I still root for my team's hardcore. I'm into it. You know, I try to watch every Mets game, you know, working from home. Usually it's on I'm either doing some work or podcasting during Mets games when they actually listen to the fucking forecast. Unlike uh, today. But <laughs> but yeah, um, but I, I still love my teams. I, I've heard other fantasy analysts say they they really don't. They're not into it as much anymore. And I can't say I'm like that. I'm still into it. I'm still rooting for my teams. I still go to games. I'm still into it. You know, I've gone to two Mets games now this year. Um, I usually go to more, but obviously travel, work, pandemic stuff, you know, but I still am into my teams, but it's not to the level it was maybe 10, 15 years ago where I would really take that shit hard, you know, when they would lose, like even no, I guess 2015. Yeah, it was upsetting, but not not as devastating as 2000. You know, you know what did me in really regarding like you know, uh, I mean, listen, I'm 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 a huge fan. Yankees, Rangers, Jets. Uh, you know, the Knicks are the team I, I've identified with throughout. So Yankees when, have kept you afloat, bro. Well, yeah, they've definitely. But you know what? What it, it's not even so much the Yankees have kept me afloat. Things have kind of softened up a little bit since um, since I moved out of New York, right? Like not being in New York, not being in the thick of it, um, has really kind of you know obviously changed a, a a whole lot. I don't get to see you know you know Yankee games that start you know when I'm on the air right now, right? Usually the the home games there. Uh, start when I'm I'm on Sirius XM. Um, you know, jet games. <laughs> I have to watch all the games basically at the same time on a Sunday anyway. It's just that's the job. Um, but they haven't given me anything to be excited about. And uh, you know, and it's it's tough to like, you know, if I don't have MSG network out here, you know, then it's tough for me to, you know, be able to like watch ranger games and stuff and i think that's really kind of you know taking it out for me is like once you move out of a city especially as an adult like now i like see i can understand now why like you know some of these moron breeders out there who love having kids um when they move from one city to another that they end up siding with the team that they're local only because that's who their kids are now growing up and watching. Like if I had kids, God help me, God help me. If I had kids, like I'd have to, I'd have to support the giants. And you want to talk about one of the worst fan bases ever. The San Francisco giants fan base, dude, they're a bunch of turds. Look, there's no way. Say I decide to move somewhere and I don't know. I don't even know what city. My kid's going to be a Mets fan. And if he's not, I'm giving him up for adoption. I'm not standing you, for that why shit. Why would you set him up to be a loser for his life, though? Shut up. All right? Because when they <laughs> win the World Series one of these years, it's going to be one of the glorious moments ever. And I cannot wait to be in that parade. Although, it might be a while. Hopefully, I'm still alive. <laughs> Listen, I will, I will make you this promise, Adam. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. All right. If the Mets win the the World Series while we're alive, 
All right. I will fly to New York. I will be your 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 escort and drink lackey at the parade. And I will be your designated driver for the night for you to party and rage and enjoy that celebration. I will be your uh, call it your butler for the evening. Wow. Look at that. All right. You got yourself a deal and it's on audio. It's it's out there. It's on audio because, and you know, as what? you say that Salvador Perez, it's a two run homer. What a good omen this is. <laughs> so anti-Yankee right there. You kick me in the balls. I make this promise to you. You know what? Up yours, dude. Up yours. Nah, man. You're the just worst. Saying, I just it, what it's early in the game. When people ask me who the shittiest friend is that I have, I immediately go to Adam Ronis. Because I made an observation on my TV, I wouldn't have been watching this shit if the Mets were playing. But you it's a rain delay, so I switched. You made that was a nasty dig. That I was wasn't. a nasty dig. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now I'm just going to put Visine in every drink I get you. And uh, oh, by the way, I didn't shuttling you know, around. I didn't even know that you took the under of the Kansas City Yankees on Monday night. That was a oh, all right, yeah. Let's bring up. Let's bring up this shit sucking memory. Great call. Yeah, tell me, Adam, what? Oh, that was a fucking bad beat. I feel bad for anyone that because I honestly, I almost uh, took it. And then as I'm seeing the score, I'm like, shit, I should have did it. And then I I was uh, on the air. So, like, I didn't have the TV in my vision. And then I look, I'm like, holy shit, 6-5? Are you fucking kidding me? Because that game was, what, 1-1 in the seventh? And then 2-2? And then I was like, wow, that is fucking brutal. That's when you just want to bang your head on the table because you got it right. If you were on the under, you got it right. And if you took the over, you know you got lucky as shit. Yeah, um, I, I believe I had it as my play of the day for uh, for wager alarm that day. It that's was, one where you can you can't get mad at the content creator of that. You no, 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 you can't get mad at that. No. But what I can get mad at, I mean, aside from just the the, the wicked bad beat, um, stop putting the fucking runner on second. Well, I agree. I hate that role. I think it's stupid. And I guess, yeah, it really does hurt the uh, the total um, for sure. So I hope they change that rule. But yeah, that's one. If you are if you're a rational human being and there's not many of us left, you're like, yeah, that was a good call. And, you know, that's just awful luck. Extra inning runner on on second. Just so much. You needed so much shit to go the other way. And it did. Yeah, I was uh, I was I was a little pissed off about that. I also had the over on Jamison Tyone strikeouts, right? And uh, and and he was he was on his fourth strikeout, only through eighty seven pitches through six, um, and he had uh, he I don't even know, remember who he had he had zero and two on the final on on the final out of the uh, of the sixth inning. He had him at zero and two, uh, and then he ends up getting him to like ground out. Well, he should have pitched another inning. I think he should have pitched another inning. He's been excellent the last month or two, and we knew it would take some time coming off the injury, but they should have put they should have let him pitch another inning. Yeah. That was uh that that game was was disgusting. Disgusting. If it wasn't for like Freddie Peralta with his oh, that was today. Uh Jonathan India with the uh with the the mid-game double 
that helped me out. Where else did I get? Oh, you know what the the funny thing is is on that Yankee game, you know, I said, you know, just take the you can take the Yankees on the money line. I was like, you know, there's a there's a shit ton of juice on it. It's not a great bet, but you know what? If it just pads your numbers there, you know, you can do that, but take the under. So you know, I got I got the money line there, and then I had the Padres on the run line, uh, minus one and a half. So so I came out ahead anyway for for the best bets. But yeah, dude, man, a bad beat like that fucking drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. And you prefer to talk about that than to listen to me bash the San Francisco Bay Area fans? Um, I don't know. I noticed just, you changed the subject. I was no, about to like. Up. I mean, I don't know. That. I don't know. The Giants fans are bad. Why? Like, oh, they're horrible, dude. Why? They're like they, they're like the Mets fans of the West Coast. Oh, stop. Mets fans are not bad. Mets fans are passionate and loyal to the team. No, no. Yes, no, they are. No. Well, see, I know that that Bay Area fans are are you know if the Giants are winning, then their games are selling out. If the Giants are losing, nobody shows up. Like that's just the way it is. Um, and then they also have just a massive. Massive inferiority complex to the uh, to the Dodgers. I think I told you about this. The year, so the Giants they win the World Series in 2010, right? And what is what does some fucking idiot do? He, he, like the most important thing for him was he invested money and then started a GoFundMe so that he could get some help with it to fly a banner over Dodger Stadium on Opening Day the following year that says. You know, San Francisco Giants, 2010 world champs beat L.A. Like, that's what, like, you know, instead of just sitting there and celebrating it, it was all about, you know, rubbing it in the Dodgers' faces uh, that, you know, the following season. Then they win it in 2012, and then they win it again in 2014, and it's still the same thing. It's not, wow, look at us. We're fucking amazing. We just won three World Series in a five-year span. No, it's all about oh man, Dodgers suck, man. Like it's just that's that's all they're about. They 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 love the Giants when they're winning. They hate them when they're losing. And when they are winning, the only thing that that the Bay Area fans care about is rubbing it in the Dodgers' faces. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're big rivals. So, but yeah, you should enjoy it when your team wins. You're the champs. No one can take that away amazing dude it's amazing i can't stand it i can't stand it jesus criminy oh any particular fan bases you hate besides the yankees fan base <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I knew you were coming up with that one that's that's you that know was the, yeah it's an easy one right um let's see bad fan base uh hmm Nothing comes to mind, man. Really? Yeah. Like, like Islanders fans? Yeah, I mean, I don't like the team, but I mean, is are they that bad of fans though? I mean, what what about like Eagles fans and Phillies fans? Eagles for sure. Eagles because they're they're just vicious, man. When Michael Irvin was knocked a concussion and they're cheering and shit, that shit is bullshit. Like I wouldn't do that for an opposing team. I don't want to see a guy get seriously hurt, you know. Even if I despise that team, you know, like, yeah, you know, I'm not rooting for Mariano Rivera to tear his ACL when he was shagging fly balls. I don't want to see that shit. I'm not going to cheer that. That's some call for it. And we know the Eagles fans did all that shit. Yeah, they did. 
Yeah, you're talking about a fan base that threw ice balls and batteries at Santa Claus. Yeah, man. Like, come on. <laughs> they even they even had a well, they even had a jail in that stadium, the old stadium. I don't know if they still do now, but shit. You know it's bad. They needed it. They, they needed a holding cell there. Um, I can't say that I've been to too many Midwestern uh stadiums and ballparks to the point where I can tell you who's a bad fan base. I can tell you that St. Louis is one of the best baseball fan bases out there. Yeah, pretty much everyone says that. Yeah. But, I mean, I can't tell – you know, the Royals, I haven't – you know, I, I, I haven't even been to, to Kansas City to catch a game. Rockies fans, I mean, they're all caught up with the, uh, with the mascot. They're not really looking at rooting for the team anyway. Um, yeah, I've been to one Rockies game because my – sister lives out there so i went with her and my niece and that was what my niece she's like i want to see dinger i'm like oh really and then she wanted to leave the game early and i had to leave early which i never do but she wanted to leave so uh where's where we're gonna have to talk about your sister i'm gonna be in colorado at the end of the month okay say hi to adam ronis's sister well, yeah, maybe you could see my youngest niece before I even meet her. I still haven't met her. <laughs> oh, well, how many kids does she have? Two. Oh, geez. No, forget it. Never mind. I'm out. I'm out. It's not even, see, it's not even worth the joke anymore. I love kids. I just don't know if I want to have my own. But I do like kids. I can. I have patience. I like being around them, my friends' kids. So I don't mind kids at all. Whether I want my own that's a different story because it's a complete change of lifestyle. Oh, it's a massive change in lifestyle. I love people are like, Oh, it's not that bad. You guys are full of shit. Stop convincing yourself. You cannot go anywhere anytime you want. I just, I love how people rationalize it though. Oh, it's really not that bad. It's not that much different. Yes, it is. You have to take care of that child. It's like somebody who's married telling you that marriage is the greatest thing ever. Exactly. That's such a lie. They just misery loves company. That's what it comes down to. You know, and listen, I'm fine. You know, somebody else's kids. I'm great. I'll, I'll play with the kids, you know, or at least I used to be 10 minutes. I was like minutes. As long as I can give them back, (laughs) as long as I can give them back, I can hang with them for a couple of hours. Even it doesn't bother. Well, I mean, back then, but nowadays, now it's like, you know, it's like, cause kids are just like just little bacteria bags. Right. I mean, snot running down their friggin' noses. They got like crusties all over their fingers. They're like, you know, my, uh, my neighbor's kid, right. He like, he wanted to, to like tell me a secret and, and he did it by like spitting in my mouth. Right. Cause he was like, thought he had to like talk to me that way. Like, you know, whisper the secret and and I got sick. That's it, man. I never used to get sick until friends close to me started having kids. Is that any different than the people in the fantasy sports industry? What do you mean? I I don't I don't close talk with any. Oh, well, I mean, maybe Scott Engel, but that's (laughs) only because it's only because I I crave the tuna. (laughs) I crave the tuna. So it's like I like getting like in. You know, super close contact with Scott Engel. That's that's the only one, though. That's okay. the only one. Yeah, yeah. Laura Michaels and I, though, we used to we used to hang for for a while, hours on end. We just go out to the parking lot and just fucking spark up a bunch of joints. Oh my god, it was the best. 
just sitting there talking with Laura. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, one of like the greatest, you know, and pioneer in the industry. Um, totally into music and everything like that. He and I used to sit there. We used to sit there. We used to talk for like an hour at like the FSGA, and then we were like, "Oh shit, we we got to go back inside or something like that." I uh, I'll close talk with Laura Michaels too. Well, he's passed now, so that would just get weird and creepy then if I did that. Yeah, Angle's not far off though, right? Come on. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> he's 147 years old like that yes he, he totally is um we're going to continue this conversation in just a hot second but i gotta shout out to our sponsors pay some bills here uh so adam ronis and i'll be right back after this yeah i gotta be honest with you adam i don't really know where to go after talking about close talking with scott engel and uh and shitty fan bases uh, in sports, do you want to uh, you want to hit a little training camp news? Sure. Are you worried about Joe Burrow being a huge wuss and can't get over the fact that he uh, he got his knee thrashed last year and now he's uh, all mentally like wrapped up in his head and Jamar Chase now can't get separation in practice against a shitty Cincinnati secondary? Like what's happening to the Bengals here, Adam? No, I'm not worried. It's early in training camp. Uh, I think this happens with a lot of players. I think it was happening with Cortland Sutton, too. You're coming off an injury. You're going to be a little tentative. So it's still early. We still have a month to go. So I think if you're in on the Bengals offense, this is actually a good thing because it will present a buying opportunity because you might see some of these guys start to slip a little bit. People do react to this news. People say they don't, but they actually they do. And you see it in the ADP. So I've always said if you're high on players, you don't want to see them have insane training camp uh, because the highlights flood social media people see it and it drives up the price so as long as those players have a job uh it's fine and we know burrow's the quarterback so maybe just pushes them down a little bit you know the offensive line definitely is still a concern and with jamar chase i mean it's just we, we saw this last year i think even justin jefferson there were not positive reviews about him in training camp and we see how that turned out um Cam Newton's rookie year, there was terrible reports. Uh, he had a great year. So you got to be careful with what you see early on because it doesn't mean that's going to translate into the season. So this might be a buying opportunity on some of the Bengals if this news continues. So how do you handle news like that? Like, I mean, let, you know, um, this is this is what's going on. So here you go. Darren Waller hasn't been in, in, in practice. He's been on the sidelines for the last eight days. They're not telling us what the issue is. They're just saying undisclosed. You're getting this, uh, this stuff about, you know, Jamar Chase and, uh, you know, and, and, and Joe Burrow and, and what's going on with them. Uh, you know, some of the other things that, you know, we're, we're catching, obviously, um, I'm trying to think of what the other, uh, the other one was, Oh, Rashad Bateman, Mark Marquise Hollywood Brown. These guys now both banged up. Uh, Hunter Henry, uh, he's banged up. So when you're sitting here and you're trying to, you know, kind of gauge if you got a draft now or let's say next, you know, even next week, obviously you've got to go with what the most current news is. Um, but how do you decipher something like that? Um, you know, are are you always going to be in on Joe Burrow? It's just a matter of how much of a discount you're going to get on him. Or, you know, do you kind of look at some of these as red flags? Uh, each situation is different. You know, yes. with Burrow, 
you know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in that range. So if you're worried, just go somewhere else or take him and then come back with a backup. Again, I don't usually draft a backup quarterback with 16 roster spots. I just think you're, you're taking up too bench, too much bench space. If it's 18 to 20 roster spots, I'm more willing to take one. Uh, the Bateman one worries me because he's had multiple injuries. Apparently, I guess he was playing through it, then went down again, and he's missing valuable reps with a quarterback in a new offense. So that one is definitely a concern. And it's not like we knew for sure what he was going to do. So that one is a downgrade. Darren Waller is interesting because I didn't even think about this. And Jen Piacenti brought it up when we were doing Alarm After Hours. She's like, you know, what if there's – and she's like, I'm not – hoping this is the case, but what if there is some type of drug situation here? Remember he had substance abuse problems and I didn't, I totally didn't even think about it. It's a possibility, right? They haven't said anything. Did he have a, a relapse? I don't know, but it's a, a possibility. We all hope not. He's been a great story and it seems like he's fully recovered, but that could be a possibility. And, you know, Darren Waller's a, guy that I have not drafted yet, but I kind of want to have him on one team because if I'm going to take a tight end that early, they've got to lead the team in targets. Darren Waller is going to lead this team in targets. I mean, there's no question about it. Uh, he's like having a wide receiver one. Um, you got to usually spend a late second, early third. And I don't really like doing that with tight ends. Um, but I could see a situation where I do take him. I just started a new best ball draft now. And I have pick two. He didn't even make it back to me in round two. So I didn't even need to decide that. But I kind of would like to do probably more of a best ball team. I don't know if I'll do it in redraft. But, yeah, that one is a little concerning because it's eight days and we don't know what it is. You know, and that's the problem. Is some of these teams are not even saying anything when it comes to injuries. I know Cliff Kingsbury has said that as well. So, yeah, you have to look at each individual situation. Where are they being drafted? How does your roster look? You know, if you already took Michael Thomas because you're optimistic, yeah, you don't want to take another guy that has question marks. And I'm not drafting Michael Thomas at all. Um, but there seems like people always are. And so roster construction plays a part and then each individual situation. So some guys, yeah, it's going to be a red flag. And I'm like, all right, I'm moving down. Other guys are like, nope, okay, you're going to let them slip. Buying opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a case-by-case -case basis there. Oh, man. I didn't fucking think about the relapse thing. I mean, it's just, it's been, damn, it's been a few years for him. I mean, just, you know, you would think that if there was going to be that, that relapse time, that it would be like right after like COVID. So before last season, you know, or, you know, that, that season that he had that breakout campaign, you go out and you, you're feeling it and you, 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 ah, man, um, I'm hope I'm fingers crossed that that's not what the case is here, man. That would be, that would real. That would bum me out. That would that would definitely bum me out. It would bum a lot of people out. He's been a great story. I mean, I told this story. I don't know if I ever said it to you, but that's okay. This is where the hard knocks watching is absolutely real. So, the year that the Raiders were on hard knock, hard knocks, I don't was that Waller's breakout year. I think it, I think it was. So yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in, yeah. So I'm in a, in my home league draft. I think I had picked one that year. The guy picking to me at two. He's not like. He's a, you know, he follows the news and everything, but he's not immersed in it like we are and like our, even our listeners. He's not listening to podcasts as far as I know. He's kind of like the casual player, follows, knows what's going on in sports, but, you know, he's not breaking it down like me and you and even like our hardcore listeners. So we're in the draft and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get Darren Waller's round. 
he took Darren Waller before me. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I talked to him. I said, you know, why'd you take Darren Waller? He's like, well, I was watching Hard Knocks and I liked his story. And, you know, he was a recovering alcoholic and dealt with stuff. So he's like, yeah, I identify with him. He looks talented. So I took him. I'm like, son of a bitch. If there was no Hard Knocks, he wouldn't have taken him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if he just listened to me that year, he would have taken him without having watched Hard Knocks because I well, was actually very much listen. I was very much in on on him. Well, maybe you should direct him to this podcast, Adam. Well, I tweet it out all the time, so he's follows me on Twitter, so he should see it. Maybe he does it. He's not telling me, and then he's secretly taking notes for our home league draft to steal my picks. <laughs> you know who you are if you're listening. You probably uh, I have no idea. Who is he? Come on, give me give me the first initial. Nah, I don't want to do that. Give me the last name and first initial. <laughs> no. Come on. I'm not doing it. Come on. I know you want to. No, I don't. Come on. No? All right, fine. Um, all right. Well, I, let's see. We'll talk to ADP followers there, case by case. I you know I got I got a heart out here anyway. Yeah, <laughs> fucking do this this uh, this live stream. Oh, I probably shouldn't say it like that, right? I'm excited to do this live stream. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't Too even late. know who it's with. I know who it's with. Who is it with? I'm pretty sure. Is it Craig Mish? No, 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 no. Oh, I recorded with Mish yesterday for oh. uh, for Wager Alarm, and then I was like looking at my calendar. And I was like, oh, shit, I can't record with Mish on Tuesday night because I'm doing this, you know, live stream podcast thing. And I I, I honestly, I, I don't even know who it is. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say it in a bad way, but it's like I've never met the dude before. He invited me on. I think he's in my pros versus Joe's league. Maybe that's what it is. For some reason, he wanted to talk to me about wide receivers, Adam. He wants to talk to you about wide receivers. Yeah, that's that's the topic of our uh, of this live stream tonight. Okay. Well, I hope you have a lot of fun. Thanks, man. I I hope I have a lot of fun too. But more fun than hanging with you after the way you treated me. Oh, like stop! You know, I did a podcast the other day, and my fire alarm went off during the podcast. That's great. And they were like, "You didn't even move." Like you didn't even look. I was like, hey, I'm dedicated. If I'm going to go out in a fire on a podcast, that's how it is, man. I'm dedicated to what I do. Fire those <laughs> fires don't stop me. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> You're a good, good man. They, I, I, that has never happened on radio. Oh, man, that would suck. But well, seeing the fire alarm go off? Well, he, yeah, because it stayed on for like three, four minutes. That is pretty funny. Like, what would you do? The producer just mute you, put you down, and be like, oh, yeah, his fire alarm's going off. Just take it for the next few minutes. I don't know. Well, you'd think with a podcast, you could just be like, all right, let's just kind of hold here. I mean, if it's a live stream, then it's one thing. Yeah. Then you got to, like, turn the guy down and, you know, whatever. But if it's just if it's a podcast, you can just kind of keep the tape rolling until you, you see what's what. And then edit it, right? Yeah. Well... You know, I got to go and listen to see how they probably muted me when I wasn't talking, but I was talking with it in the background. So maybe they played with the sound to make it less. So I got to go back and listen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while you do that, I'm going to ask this dude if uh, he can send me the StreamYard link again. Yeah, that would be helpful. 
right? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be helpful? Maybe let me look at my calendar. Let me see. Fantanalyst. What? 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 I don't even know. Is that bad? Is that bad? I don't want to. I don't want to be like the asshole there. I just can't find the the link now. Oh, maybe it's in the. You like drop me an email or something? Oh yeah. I don't know why I'm just sitting here rambling on like this. You know, this is what happens, people. I gotta go, Adam. Why are you still bothering me? I'm not. You're free to go at any time. I'm not holding you here. Don't don't be like that, man. Don't be like that. Yeah, I, I I I'm seeing. I'm picking up what you're putting down here. You're not not, not a nice person to me. Oh yeah. Oh, I found the link. Never mind. There we go. I stalled all that time so that. <laughs> what should i get for dinner oh chicken parm dude oh they're, they're closed they're closed like bro. august 10th yeah till the 12th man i think oh, so i dude, guess friday you, uh, get a burrito i had one last night oh all right um chinese i was just i was just messing with you and you're st- and you you bought in to stay longer and debate this <laughs> I was just waiting for you to go. I can't. I don't have time to discuss this. I have to go. And you're here giving me suggestions. It works. Well, you know what? Actually, talking <laughs> about burritos is more entertaining than talking about wide receivers, right? Now. <laughs> Chinese food. Eh, I don't know if I'm in the mood for that. Mm. I just, I just had Chinese yesterday. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I want. I'll have to figure this out. All right. Well, good luck to you, my friend. All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for me tonight. (laughs) We'll catch up with everybody tomorrow. I don't know if you're going to want to join us, but you probably should. Always a good time here. For Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.